When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Titans Time Podcast, your Tennessee Titans podcast for the Pigskin Podcast Network. I'm your host, Tyler Staggs. Got a great show planned for you tonight. Got a special guest coming on. I'll get to that here in a minute. And we're going to be talking about all things from the Titans, picking up Big Jeff's fifth-year option, to a little bit of A.J. Brown talk, just you know, because that's still fresh going on right now. And the NFL draft starts tomorrow. The time that we've all been waiting on since the season ended, it, it's finally here. So we got to get one more mock draft in, get our thoughts out there on what we would like to see the Titans do. And it's going to be a very fun show. Start things off, though. Got to tell you how you can support the show. First thing you can do is go check out the is go check out our social media. You can find me on Twitter at Titans underscore time, Instagram, Titans time podcast, Facebook, Titans time. If you're watching the show on YouTube right now, I need you to back out of the live chat. Make sure that subscribe button, if it's red, click it, turn it gray, turn on the post notifications so you never miss when I upload a video or when I go live. Love having you in the live chat. And also, make sure to go ahead and hit that like button. Let's get those numbers up. It helps the show out a lot. I appreciate it. And share the video out. Let's get more people in here. We're going to want y'all's opinions on this mock draft as well. You know, y'all giving y'all's input, should we take, you know, Burks maybe at 26? Should we trade back? Well, what should we do? We want y'all's interaction tonight. And the audio version of this podcast will be up a little bit later. It'll be on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcast. Make sure to go follow the podcast on those platforms. Leave a five-star rating. Leave some comments, questions. Love that interaction. Guys, I know, I sound a little bit rough tonight. These sinuses in Tennessee right now are absolutely sinuses, allergies. It's kicking my butt. One day I think I'm feeling better, and then the next I can hardly talk again. So just bear with me through the show here, and hopefully I'll be on the up and up again here soon. But now it's time to bring in our special guest for the show, the one and only P-Shark from the Let's Tighten Up Pod. He has the Let's Be Real Sports Pod. I mean, th- this guy does it all. He talks about all sports. He talks about the Titans. He talks about the Grizzlies. You know, hey, Grizzlies in the playoffs right now. That amazing comeback win last yeah. night. I mean, not not much more you can ask for than just give the ball to John Morant and watch him <laughs> right. go to work. <laughs> and you can find P-Shark on Twitter at the one underscore P shark at LBR underscore media starting at starting five, uh, mem <laughs> or starting five, five, the number five, M E M. Yep. And on YouTube, the Let's Be Real Sports podcast, the Let's Tighten Up podcast. And I know he also has those 
as well for uh, audio versions. P-Shark, how you doing tonight? Man, I'm doing good. How about you? I, I'm doing great other than, like I said, these allergies are uh, – at one point today I was like, man, I feel pretty good. And then about an hour before getting set up for this, I was like, man, I'm going to have to be using some nasal spray, drinking some sinus tea, trying to get all this cleared up. Trust me, um, I literally just came off of being sick sinus. I was in the bed all weekend, literally. <laughs> so I know the exact feeling. Uh. <laughs> <But> sinus, <laughs> like it was just... So I literally just finally, like yesterday, I finally got like almost back to normal. Today I feel like back to 100% for the first time since like last Thursday. Yeah, well, that, that's good. I know mine started kicking up in the middle of last week. And this past weekend, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to be stubborn about it. I'm going to go get that allergy shot, get that mm-hmm. steroid shot, get it knocked out. Went and got it. And like I said, yesterday, all day long, I felt good. I was yeah. like, man, I'm I, I'm back on the up and up here. And then today it's come back and hit me. And I'm like, man, you, mm-hmm. you've got to be kidding. <laughs> and looks like we got a comment. We got Al Pierce in the what building here saying, tighten up, go Titans, kick. NFL draft tail Oiler struck, and that is right. And you know, P Shark, first time we've really been talking about this, and you know, we'll get into a little bit more when we get to the mock draft. But what what would you like to see the Titans do personally? Do you want them to take someone at twenty six? Would you rather them trade back and try and grab a couple more picks? What are you thinking? I'm kind of stuck. I would like to see them trade back. But uh, I've got to the point where I'm not going to be bothered by who they take. I, I, I normally the fan every year. There you go. <laughs> took, and I, I was right. I was wrong about some people. And they took Big Jeff. I was at the draft in that shoot, and they took Big Jeff. And I was like, well, it was mm-hmm. – uh, I wanted, greedy, I wanted uh, greedy Williams that went to uh, – he went to the Browns. Then right. next year, I didn't like the Isaiah Wilson pick. So I was wrong about Big Jeff. I was right about Isaiah Wilson. But <laughs> – but the guy I want them taking Jeff Gladney, he's at the league too, so it didn't matter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I that look, looking back at that draft, uh, that that was the uh, I believe that was the year my brother and I started this up, and we were big on Gladney, and mm-hmm. I, I hadn't even really thought about that now because of all the Isaiah Wilson stuff. Mm-hmm. But looking at it now, like either way, it wouldn't have worked out for us. Nope. Like <laughs> we, we'd have been stuck without that first round pick. So uh, I'm kind of the same way though. I would prefer them to trade back and grab some more picks. Um, If you would have asked me two months ago who I wanted them to take in the first round, I would have said anyone but offensive linemen. But now I'm like, if, if the right offensive lineman's there, uh, they need to grab him. So like, I'd be okay with that. (laughs) So it's crazy. And first thing we can hit on is talking about AJ Brown. Get your thoughts on everything going on with his contract. Of course, we had like the video leak last week and all that. Um, But the main thing I want to know from you is what do you feel like an AJ Brown extension should look like? I haven't thought too much into it because I guess when you think about NFL contracts, what really matters is the guaranteed money. 
So, like, mm-hmm. think about it. Christian Kirk's deals, everybody's raving about. But his guaranteed money, I think he was right. guaranteed 36 out of the 72. So, in hindsight, the contract really ain't right. as large as you think it is. But players like A.J. Brown, Debo Samuel, they're not looking. <laughs> they see the totality. It's like, nah, if he gets right. <laughs> uh, So, I understand that, too. Um, but I guess, sure, looking at the numbers, I went. He, I probably would say he shouldn't get what like Stefan Diggs just and just got extended with, or like Terry Kill and Devonte Adams. But right, somewhere closer, not that far underneath them, if that makes sense. Like I think his guarantee should be, I think his total should be between twenty to twenty five. Um, twenty five, yeah. twenty to twenty five. That's about where I'm at. I'm, yeah. Going about twenty two. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I think. Yeah, yeah, I, I think twenty three, twenty two to twenty three is probably mm-hmm. where he'll end up. Yeah, um, and you know we know from the Instagram live video, apparently the starting numbers were around twenty, and you know, hey, if if that's true, twenty million seems like a good starting point because if the Titans are starting there. I can see him coming up to yep. that 22, 23 range. And exactly. J-Rob knows how to work these contracts, how to get them to where, you know, the cap isn't being hit as bad. Mm-hmm. So, you know, definitely something just to watch there. And, uh, you know, I know a lot of people were wanting to see him extended before the draft. But, you know, I, I have yeah. faith that J-Rob is going to get it done. And – now we can move into talking about the Titans picking up Big Jeff's fifth-year option, which was honestly a no-brainer after how he's come along and played for him. Yep, uh, of course. I mean, <laughs> I think who was the last fifth-year option we exercised? Marcus Mariota? Uh, that is a good question. I... No, Dory Jackson. No, yeah, I think it was – I think we did exercise the Dory, but we cut him right before the fifth. That right. that may be right. That that yeah. sounds right. Yep, it was a Dory. So because uh, I feel like they did pick it up, and then like you said, ended up cutting him. So uh-huh. so that was it. Yeah, um, I mean it was a no brainer. It's Big Jeff. Uh, you know he about to ask for his payday, so they gotta. Yep. <laughs> you gotta you have to go ahead and get that fifth option out, so you ain't gotta worry about his payday until next year. So go ahead and stand that next time it's the big jail. And who knows yeah, what happens? Right. Who knows what happens with other contracts? You know, at this time next year, Bud Dupree, Denico Autry, uh Taylor Lewan, those contracts might be expendable come next uh offseason. Right. It's then big jail. So we'll just see. But I mean, this was a no-brainer. Yeah, I, I agree. It it was, and you know, like you mentioned, come next year, it. I think it'll be definitely want to get AJ's extension done uh, this year. That way you don't have to worry about it. You have him paid. Do Mm -hmm. Big Jeff's extension next year. And like you mentioned, I think there's going to be some pressure on Bud Dupree this next season. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, if he comes out and has a great year, then Titans are going to, you know, obviously probably keep him. But if he underperforms, then the Titans can look at that contract and be like, all right, we're going to – that's how we'll make a little room there for mm-hmm. uh, Jeffrey Simmons. And Autry's a guy who, 
you know, I, I would have to go look at his contract and everything, but you know, if he can just repeat what he done this last year, mm -hmm. like he would be safe in my book. So definitely going to be uh, interesting to see what happens going forward. Uh, got a couple more comments here. Dad's in more wise. It's trade back for future picks, start building up draft capital so we can target Arch Manning to inaugurate that new stadium in 26. <laughs> uh, also says Adams, Hill and Diggs are just now getting big payday seven and eight years in Adams been tagged and was paid for what the league owed them as much as anything. Uh, my wife in the chat saying, so ready for this draft T minus 23 hours. Uh, Simmons will be her next Jersey. Uh, I, you know, hey, <laughs> uh, hey, babe! I need to add. I, I need to add another Titans jersey as well. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, and then Dadson also saying that Bud's out next off season. Um, like I said, I think that'll depend on really how how he plays. I mean, if if he comes out and him and Landry both hit like double digit sacks this year, then I, I can't see cutting him loose but you know if he if he comes out and he only has two three sacks and which don't get me wrong i know there's more to football than just those hard stats like stuff that doesn't show up in the stat sheet and he proved that this past year when our pass rush was much worse when he wasn't on the field taking attention away mm -hmm. so yeah he matters it, it'll be interesting to see Yep, he's definitely uh and you go ahead. Yeah, I was saying, yeah, he's definitely a hip to the team. Uh like like you said, when he was out, when he was out, it, it was noticeable. But um at the price or at the sign of Harold Lancer to the big deal, you just like you said, if he don't have a good year or has a less than stellar season, getting paid 16 mil a year, mm -hmm. you know, I look at that and say, uh <laughs> let's see where uh, you know what uh what shot we yeah. Here. <laughs> you start thinking twice right <laughs> uh well you know that kind of hits on all the recent news now um and i think now is a good time to start hopping into this mock draft uh got one more comment here we'll get to and that's Polly d love you blue said bud wasn't 100 last year we will see the real bud dupree this year and, and i agree i think coming back from that acl he never truly got to 100%, I feel like, last year. Now, after a full offseason of rehabbing it, everything else, I think I think we'll see him come out with a fire lit right. under him. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I love Bud Dupree, uh, even last season. I mean, we knew I knew he would be a little slow starting out, so I, I loved him last season. But just thinking numbers, we'll, we'll see. Hopefully, it works out where we can keep him out. Yeah. Let's see here. Get a couple things set up here. And we will get this mock draft going. Uh, so let's hop in here. And I'm going to ask you right here before we get this started. Uh, who do you think PFF is going to have the Jaguars take with number one overall pick? Aiden Hutchinson. You think Hutchinson? Mm-hmm. All right, let's see here. We'll get this started. Nope. Trayvon Walker. 
Walker, <laughs> nice. He probably hasn't gonna be the number one pick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it is crazy how much that has changed around. And I know we've we talked about it before starting the show, and I I'm not sure what exactly happened that moved everything around like that. But he, it seems like it's kind of out of left field that uh, he's moved up to number one. Mm-hmm. And we'll look back here. Yeah. So, all the receivers we want to have. Yeah. So, looks like uh, Jameson Williams was the first one off the board. Um, then Garrett Wilson to the Eagles, Drake London to the Saints, uh, Olave to the Eagles. So, I could see them taking two receivers out. And they... Yeah, I, I, I could. And they, according to this, they get the two Ohio State receivers. So yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Linderbaum to the Steelers, Zion Johnson to Green Bay, oh. uh, Tyler Smith to the Cowboys, Traylon Burks to the Bills. So now, already looking at this, I kind of have an idea of what i would like to do but we will look uh receivers you know there's sky Moore still there pickens is still there um we'll look at the offensive tackles trevor penning is still Mm -hmm. there and uh raymond is still there um and I want to get your thoughts because I haven't really dove into this with anybody, but I know in looking at Trevor Penning, uh, I, I know he's massive. He's a, a great prospect. But looking through, the last time he played right tackle was back in 2019, and he only had nine snaps. I mean, he's primarily been a left tackle. We still have Taylor Lewan mm-hmm. starting. So, what is what's your thoughts there? Because I know even like Raymond looking at him, hey, he's another really good tackle, but mainly only played left tackle. So, my question is: Can these guys can they swing over to that right tackle spot and sure up the right side of the line? I try to think how I think to how I think uh J Rob thinks. He kinda always draft for the future. Right. Like when we drafted Big Jeff. We still had Jarrell Casey, but he planned to your head. True. I could very well see him taking a primarily left tackle and planning ahead with Taylor Lawrence. I that that's a good point. And see if they could play right tackle so... for the first year and then next year make the switch and then we'll also look at interior and green is still there so and we do have seven trade offers um we got the lions whose next pick is at 32 falcons at 43 ravens at 45 vikings at 46 and really i i don't know that i would want to go out of the 40s if the Titans were to trade back, because you also do have the Cardinals at 55, 49ers at 61, and Broncos at 64. Nah. But seeing seeing who all is still available, 
what do you want to try and do here? Do you think we should try to trade back or do we take Penning since he's still there? I want to say trade back, but I want to take a look at the quarterbacks. <laughs> quarterbacks. All right. Oh, I, I was wondering if we were going to get into that too. So Sam Howe's still there. Ritter's still there. Kenny Pickett's still there? Hey, hey, Pickett's still there. That's interesting. Got got a lot of guys still there. <laughs> and Kenny Pickett is interesting. I trade back. Oh, that's tough. Thinking trade back? Yeah, I got to trade back. Dang, that's tough, though. So let's see here. That's I, I feel like feel like the best option would be the trading back with the lines because then we still get, you know, that late first kind of, you know, can classify it as an early second, I mm-hmm. guess, pick. Um, and they also – I don't think we'd be able to get 32 and 34. No. Um, I know – so looking at – 32 and 66, it has a 27% chance, according to PFF. I know sometimes they'll push those things on through, but that would kind of help bridge the gap just a little bit between, uh, you know, right yeah. now 26 and 90. And 90 so yeah. if we go back 32 and 90, that, that could bridge that gap a little bit. Mm-hmm. So what, what's your thoughts? We try and send it on that? Yeah. All right. Let's see what happens here. All right. They they went for it. Let's see who they wanted to uh, jump up and get here. They went for Booth. Oh, man. I I was beginning to wonder if... uh, (laughs) Yeah, I I was beginning to wonder if Penning was going to end up falling to 32 there. So now looking, seeing who went off the board, what's your thoughts? Hey, Kenny Pickett's still on that board. (laughs) (laughs) You're big on Pickett. I'm big on quarterbacks, and he was supposed to be enough for my quarterback. Um, Dang. I I know he's got, I I know the concerns out there on him. Uh, So. Ooh, and this, uh, we're I, I about to say you got Sky Moore still there. You have Pickens still uh, there. Let, let's look at the receivers. Pickens is still there. Because I'm big on taking uh, either receiver or quarterback first because it's a deep lineman draft. Right. Um. Man. And. I mean, I, I've done this a couple of times in some of the mock drafts that I've done. It it just depends on what the feeling is. Uh, we do have three trade offers. We got Seattle at 40, Browns at 44, and the Rams all the way back at 104. So that's not happening. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, you know, it's another one of those things where if we we don't feel right taking someone here, you know, we could – go back and try and grab some more picks. But um, 
I know Sky Moore would be gone. Pickens would be gone. Yeah. Um, it was Corey. Uh, looking at interior line, Green would be gone. See, I'm gonna be, you know, and, and I'm gonna say some of these quarterbacks. Yeah, they're gonna be gone. <laughs> you know, I'm big on uh, you know, I'm from Memphis, living Memphis, so Dylan Parham, I'm I'm fine with snatching him later. All right, and we may be able to. We may, with getting that 66, 66 pick, yeah. that's what I was thinking. Be able to get him there. So, so what are we thinking here? Are we going to go receiver, or we going to take a chance on a quarterback? Hey, quarterback is tempting because Tannehill's contract can be out next year, and that's another salary count. <laughs> it, it, it is. And you start over with your supposedly, hopefully, franchise quarterback at the city for yeah, one year. And, and I will say that this, the quarterbacks in this draft, I have not been really sold on any of them. Yeah. Um. So, you know, I I'm not as high on going there, but working through this, you know, together here, we can go whatever direction you want to go here. Yeah, I'm kind of the same, um, but I am also – when I even think of towards next year, I'm like, after the first two quarterbacks, I don't know what quarterback is good in that draft. Right. <laughs> and that's a good point as well. Also, the Pat Mahomes draft was considered a weekend quarterback, and you see <laughs> what happened True. there. So, <laughs> it's kind of one of the things like uh, – but, ooh, George Pickens, Scott Moore – I think I'll lean towards receiver. I'm going to choose between those two. And All right. So, Moore, he's, you know, 5'10", 195. Um, a, I mean, great receiver, but, you know, a little, little smaller. And then you have, which I'll get it to where it's just the receivers here, Pickens. 6'3", 195, uh, tore his ACL last spring, uh, you know, and I I think, I, I'm trying to remember, I was, I saw some other stuff on him, um, you know, just, I, I can't remember if it was questioning him on the field as far as, you know, how how hard he plays and injuries, things like that. But yeah, but I, I'm like you, I, I'm between those two at this point. If I'm thinking like how J Rob would think he's going to go with the more reliable Sky Moore. I think George Pickens. Well, I know J Rob takes chances, but because of some questions about his attitude off field stuff, after right. I Wilson debacle. I don't think he takes a chance on death. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, with that being the case, we locking in Sky Moore here? Yeah. All right. Take Sky Moore and see what happens at 66 for us. And I'm going to pause it right quick just to look because Pickett did go off the board. To the lines. Pickens. Uh, Sam Howell. 
Yep, Hal went off. So, you know, some of those quarterbacks, you know, depending on who you're high on, would have fell to 40 if we would have went back. But Yeah, the only person I was uh, truly high on was Malik Willis, and I knew we're not going to be able to get him because he's yeah. – <laughs> It's a perfect draft, sit for a year quarterback, learn, <laughs> come in. Right. His potential is off the roof for that type of scenario. Right. Ritter went there at 49. Yeah. I know we're big on Ritter. They're going to get me on him. I'm watching being a Memphis fan, playing Cincinnati. He got better, I say that, but he still didn't impress me enough to think of him as like a top pick. Right. And I know if we – didn't go receiver uh a guy that i was interested in which we would have had to have you know worked some magic got some picks but i like mechie from alabama i i think he's another good one uh mcbride is off the board uh dulcich is off the board uh so we're here at 66 and I, i feel like right now would be the time where dealing if we're looking at Dylan taking him, he's not going to be there at 90. Um, and I, I know he's, he's a guy that I've looked into a little bit. You can probably tell me, like you said, more about him since from Memphis, big Memphis fan. Uh, Cause I know I've been as far as like, especially value at a pick at 90. I've had oh, Cole great. Strange yeah. fall there a couple of times. Problem. Yeah. And uh, he's a guy that I'm like, okay, if the Titans grab him, like I'm all for that. Mm-hmm. But before we make a decision here, just want to look around a little bit more. Uh, quarterbacks, mm-hmm. nothing really there. I'm out at the, uh, the, the top five. I'm out on quarterbacks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, receivers, uh, there's. Yeah, should be there at 90. Uh, who's that? Calvin Austin should be there at 90. I will hope. All right. <laughs> and let's see, tackles. Um, I know really the only one that I've that I've kind of been locked on through here has been Kennard from Kentucky, but I think we can still get a guy a little bit later on. Um, yeah. So, yeah, with that being the case, we'll go ahead to go – uh, interior line and we'll we'll grab the guard from Memphis. You you've sold me on him. So yeah. I'll make the three hour drive. <laughs> uh, pick him up here and see how this board falls some more. Watching for some names. Kennard to the Broncos. Austin off to the Browns. In the seventies. Yes, he got the he got the return skills too. Yep. Uh Strange went off to the Raiders, West to the Cowboys. So now right here we kind of <clears throat> have a little bit of playroom, I guess you could say. Uh we can look at receivers. Um you know, a couple names that I see there that wouldn't be there at 131. Um, Justin Ross, that's an untapped potential. Let's see. Yeah, get back to. Yeah, Ross is uh, he's the guy. You know that that name. I've saw it, and I'm like, hmm. That 
That could be uh, an interesting pick. Uh huh. Later. For the uh, tight ends. Um, Uh, I forgot about tight end. We sure could use another (laughs) tight end. (laughs) And and there's some guys here that Woods. I I, I want. Yep, Woods. I want to look just as far as maybe value. Um. To trade back to 98 or 101 and take a chance on Wood still being there. Um, and possibly grab, like I said, another pick just because I think it'd be good to add some depth pieces and, you know, maybe find a diamond in the rough mm-hmm. in this draft. Um, so what are you thinking here? Show up the trade option again. So it's 98. 98 or 101. And if we went with 98, we could probably grab 98 and 120 from the Saints. Um, if we looked at the Eagles at 101, we could probably grab 101, 124, and maybe 166. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I'd be fine with bridging that gap between, like, doing 98, grabbing 120, and bridging that gap between here in 131. Yeah. So that that what we're going to roll with here? Yep. All right. And let's hope that no one takes our guy. Ooh, that like still... Ooh, that name right there. It was James Cook. I thought that was him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> James Cook. I mean, we can. You can. Uh, it's about the yeah. time. Uh, backup running back too. So. <laughs> yeah. So, going to tight ends here. Going ahead and grabbing Woods. Yep. All right. And so Woods at pick ninety eight six seven two sixty nine. That that is a big tight end. That <laughs> I mean that. So we will. Grab Woods at 98 and then see what's going on at 120. Now, I know. Ooh, Alante Taylor off the board, Bell off the board. Yeah, I was very surprised because I'm a big volunteer fan and watching. Alante Taylor, when I was first starting, like with these mock drafts and everything, mm-hmm. seeing him go down in like the, I think his yeah. rank was like 200 and something. And then his average draft position was like 160, 170. And I'm like, I, I'm not understanding that. And then here recently, I've been seeing him more in like the, uh, you know, that 105, early hundreds range. I'm like, all right, that that looks yeah. a little bit better <laughs> to me yeah. for him. 
Same thing. I'm so I'm random. I'm I'm a Memphis fan, Tennessee fan. So <laughs> right. <laughs> <I've heard> of, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I, I know usually people either they they run with the Vols Boy, or they run yeah. with Memphis. So uh-huh. that that kind of surprises me a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that's a hard enough, but yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Atlanta Taylor is so, definitely underrated. Yeah, I, I think so. Now here at. 120. So we've hit on, we've hit wide receiver. We've gotten a tight end, gotten a guard. Do we want to go with a tackle now, or do we want to look at more receivers? Uh, we'll pull the receivers up here first. Um, I, I, I wouldn't be opposed to grabbing another receiver, but. I, I'm fine with waiting a little bit later. Um, yeah, we got 131, 143, 169. So we got pretty good range on these picks. Right. Um, looking at tackles, uh, I know Dash from Arizona State. Hopefully I'm saying his last name right. Uh, he's still there. Um but he's another one, you know, okay, do do they take him this year, plug him in at right tackle, and then next year swing him back over to the left side? Mm-hmm. Uh, I know I'm wanting to say Logan Bruss from Wisconsin, okay. that he's nope. a guy that I've looked at as well. And, yeah, he plays more – He he's more of a right tackle. Mm-hmm. So – you know, you could grab a guy here that's the right tackle and, you know, possibly look at Lewan still being with the team after next year or, you know, maybe grabbing a left tackle in next year's draft. Yeah, I say go with the – in my opinion, we haven't had a right tackle in years. Right. <laughs> so, we get an actual right tackle now. <laughs> All right, now – we might be able to wait till 131 to grab mm-hmm. him. Um, and, you know, I, I know it becomes a risky game. Uh, I'm going to look at corner two just to kind of see. Yeah. Getting some more depth there. Yeah. Um, even, even safety, we could look at some more depth. Yeah, we'll look at safety. So I'm trying I think these guys we can wait on yeah. till a little bit later. Um I, I'm not for this in the first round, but getting towards these middle rounds, I'm also fine with adding a linebacker. Yeah. I am too. Uh, for depth. Same and, first round though, but later. Right. <laughs> um I, I know a guy that from talking to friend of the show, Power Hour, um, I know and shout out to Power Hour. We're going to be on his show tomorrow for uh, – he's got a great show planned for everybody with the draft going on. Looking forward to that. And a guy that he kind of told me about, been big on, is JoJo Doman from Nebraska. Um, you know, he's only 6'1", 228, but – you know, PFF has him graded good. He's a guy that, again, we're not asking him to come in, be a starter, anything like that. 
right now. Like it, he's a depth guy. Mm-hmm. So I would be fine with, you know, if you want to grab him here, we can. I'm saying looking at just looking at just a very little bit your show. It also said he was a former safety. So that means he can be like a yep, former safety who played in the yep. slot. That's a great like nickel linebacker. Yeah, versatile piece right there. Mm-hmm. So I see uh, one of somebody keep coming in. James Cook, he's already taken. Um, who he was taking before the last pick, I think. Yeah, I think. Let me look here. Cook went. I believe he went even. Before yeah, he 90- went at ninety six. Yeah, mm-hmm. to the Broncos. Yeah, he so, would have been good, but yeah, I, I think he's taken. So let's see here. So we sold on JoJo, the linebacker from Nebraska, right here. Yeah, gone road, man. Uh, power out good people. I trust him. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Take him and kind of watch right here. Ross off the board there. Um, all right. And this will be the pick, it looks like, for us to grab that true right tackle. He's still there. Because the Cowboys wanted to take Dash from Arizona State. Yep. Um, now, before we get into this next pick here, I, I feel like it's a great time to go into the best bets segment presented by DraftKings. And DraftKings, that they always have great offers out there. Right now, I know we're focused on the draft, NFL, football, all that. But the NBA playoffs are going on right now. And as we saw last night with the Grizzlies and Timberwolves game, the NBA playoffs means next level basketball. And you can get in on the first round action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets instantly. You win no matter what. That team doesn't have to win for you. If they do, Hey, just a little bit extra money in your pocket there. And all DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet during the first round with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. Plus, place the same-game parlay each day with three or more legs and get up to $25 in free bets back if one leg doesn't hit. Simple. Just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game during the first round of the playoffs and get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code TPPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. You can go down in the description of the show, see more notes on that. And if you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER 1-800-NEXT-STEP, 1-800-522-4700-888-789-7777. Visit ccpg.org slash chat, 1-800-BETS-OFF, 1-877-770-STOP, 877-8-467-369, or you can text 467-369. Visit opgr.org, call or text to TN Redline, 1-800-889-9789. Or 
Must be 21 years or older. Minimum $5 deposit required. And you can see DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. And the, you know, want to start out, this is not betting advice for everyone listening or watching. And uh, the bet that I've been going with the last couple of shows is I was saying for the draft, Aiden Hutchinson, number one pick, lock it in. Go, that That's the bet. But DraftKings and they, they pulled a fast one on me. Now, Trevon Walker from Georgia is showing as the favorite to be the number one draft pick. So with that being said, everyone, you may want to fade that Hutchinson pick with a Walker pick just to see, because it's going to be one of those two guys. And if DraftKings offers some live betting for who the second pick is going to be, if Hutchinson doesn't go to the Jaguars, lock him into the lines. I'm pretty sure if he doesn't go, they're not even going to need their full clock. They're going to be running down there saying, hey, give us our guy. Like, <laughs> that. that's simple. But, P-Shark, one thing I want to jump on, talking about the NBA playoffs, I've mentioned it a couple of times, that game last night, mm-hmm. John ja Morant going crazy in the fourth quarter, that third quarter dunk that he had that really, I, I don't know that it gave him the momentum at the time, mm-hmm. but I think it gave him yeah. all the confidence he needed to yep. be able to close that game out. But going into game six in Minnesota, would you take Memphis, their money line? Would you take that? As, do you think that the Timberwolves end up driving it back to a game seven in Memphis? Man, I don't trust the NBA. It's <laughs> uh, game four. I say I think it's going seven. As a Grizzlies fan, as a person who has a Grizzlies podcast to come out every week, yeah, I think game four showed me a seven game series. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and that's why I wanted to you know talk to you about it because I knew you had that Grizzlies podcast. Mm-hmm. I know you're from Memphis. I'm like, hey, I, I got to talk to him about some Grizzlies basketball and get his thoughts on this because I'll be honest. After, uh, let's see, I believe I know. I, I'm trying to think. They went into Minnesota and won one by double digits, did they not? Yeah, they were down. They were down down by 26. They were down by 25 points twice. (laughs) Yeah, so after that game, I was like, okay, Memphis is running away with it now. Mm -hmm. And like you said, that game four happened. Game five, last night I was watching. I, I actually looked on the ESPN app first and i saw they were down like 92 to 78 and i'm like what is going on and then got back on there and i saw that the gap was being closed and went and laid down and i pulled the game up on my phone we're laying there and my wife which she's she was born up in the boston area so she's a celtics fan but you know we're we're watching that game and grizzlies that they take the lead and then cat hits that one three when they're yep. right there. I'm like, you've got to be kidding <laughs> me. <laughs> and, and then Edward shot that he hit. I, I was like, this game 
it like I feel like I'm watching a Titans game right now <laughs> with how my emotions are. I feel yep. <laughs> and <laughs> I I I know I almost feel bad for Edwards because there was no reason he should have went for that steal on that inbounds. But as soon as I saw that, I was like, it's yes, done. Ja, ja is getting to the rim and making something happen. And you can tell Edwards is young because he said in the post-game press conference that he would he would go after the steal again. He was like, he'll do that 100 times out of 100 times. And, and that's, that's <laughs> something that you can do that out of every 10 times you may get that steal one time, exactly. and it has to be a bad pass. Be, exactly. I like, it got to be a bad pass because Dylan Brooks, also, yeah. that pass, he won't be able to steal it. <laughs> no, like, and, you know, he should have just kept, he st- should have stayed in front of Ja and made him. I, I was watching Undisputed, and Shannon Sharp put it perfect. You stay in front of him, and you make him take make a 20-something footer, and if he makes it, then you go back to your coach, and you're like, coach, hey, you know, he made it. Like, I, not, I'm not, not much more I can do. <laughs> I'm not even gonna lie. I slick coming out of timeout. You know, Jai's a superstar. He's hot right mm-hmm. now. But because I was thinking it was going to, have to be a jump shot to win the game, I low key was saying maybe we should draw a play for Desmond Bain. Yep. Like have Jai be the first option, and if it turns into a situation where you think he he's just, he's going to have to take a shot now, have a second, like a second, uh, like a what's it called, like a. A counter action with Desmond Bain to get him open for like a game winning three. Right. And you know, that was I, I honestly thought I was like, there is no way they let Ja get the ball in his hands mm-hmm. right now. And get to the and <laughs> I, I was like, if they do that, they're gonna know that it's it's done. And really, even if he hadn't have took that layup, he had Bain cutting in and wide Bain open. Yep. Like it, it it was gonna be an easy basket either way. So <laughs> But, you know, that, that kind of goes over our best bets segment there, talking a little NBA, and now we'll get back to this mock draft. And at pick 131, we've already decided we're going to go with Logan Bruss, the tackle from Wisconsin. So go ahead and grab him and watch for some other names. Going off here, get to pick again at 143, uh, Kobe Bryant was a corner that I had some interest in. Was hoping he would fall to that 143 range, but he did not. Um, now we can look at – let's look at the corners, though, just as far as depth. Um, don't know if there's any names popping out to you. Um, yeah, a, a, a guy that I've saw that I haven't done a lot of research on, I believe this is him, Joshua Williams. Uh, if PFF will pull it up here, so he's 6'3, 195, and they say that he has rare fluid. Uh, he's very fluid in his hips at the position. So, and he's a guy that we could probably grab later on. Uh, you know, if we just want to add another big corner to this roster. Um, any position you want to look at right now? Not really. I think at this point, 
about say best player available. Oh, yeah, receiver. Yeah. I think I'll find oh Bailey Jones, but we can get him later if we were to. Um oh Tycoon. Yeah, piece. well what we may do here then, uh, because I know at 169 Valus Jones will be gone. Um looking at trade back scenarios here. Uh, we have the Falcons at 151 and the Eagles at 154. I think if we tried to jump to, let's see, we could go to 151 with the Falcons, and I was hoping we might could grab that 190 from them, but does not look like they want to go for that. But with the Eagles, yeah, we could grab 154 and 237. Let's see. I just wonder if you're up for a trade, even though they say this one won't be accepted, I just want to take a chance on it uh, and see. Because, like I said, I think if we jump back in the 150s, uh, we'd get a little bit more value for that Valus Jones Jr. if we wanted to grab him there. Uh, what's your thoughts? Yeah, might as well attempt. If not... Uh, I'm pretty sure like no um, like I said with the Eagles we could grab 237 and I mean that's not bad either and a 7th round pick for next year yeah that's not bad because I mean we got 169 too so Right, so let, let's do that. And that worked out. So now it's just the waiting game and hoping that Valus Jones hangs around there till 154. Um, and he did. I know he's been, just going off what PFF's been doing, he's been in about that 155 to 160 range. Mm-hmm. There, so, um, you know, just out of curiosity here, yeah, none of those trades. I don't want to jump back that far. So we can grab Valus Jones. Just adds another receiver to uh, the the roster. Some speed, yeah. uh, possible return uh, upside there. So we'll go ahead and grab Jones right here. And so I want to look. Um, we still have some corners available. Joshua Williams. And I, I may be tempted to go with him 
here. Um, looking at tight ends, I, I know we have Hooper, we have Swain back, we grabbed Woods earlier. Um, I think also, um, what was those undrafted tight ends from last season? You no, know, Teron Davenport really high on one of them. I can't remember which one. Um, I'm trying to think. We That's had two a good question. One of them got hurt. Hey, it was one of them. He got hurt. That's the one they really liked because he was actually going to be right. Uh, I cannot think of his name right now. I think, and I know right here at one sixty nine. Looks like they get running back. (laughs) I say, looking at running backs. Um, Kyron Williams. I'll pull just the running backs up here. Wow, a couple of guys have fallen a little bit further than uh, Williams. He caught 42 of 45 targets for 359 yards. Um, Brian Robinson, Jr., um, caught 35 of his 38 for 296. He is 6'2", 225. Let's see. Just looking at a couple more of these guys. What are you thinking here, P-Shark? Mm-hmm. I do like Kyron Williams, um, although he was undersized. Hmm, yeah, that's tough. 5'9", 194. Okay, we brought down Trey Hill, you back. So whoever we take won't have to be like a, the number two. Right. That They won't have to step into, like you said, that number two <laughs> role just yet. Um, that's a name. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I forgot he had transferred from Tennessee. <clears throat> Seeing that North Carolina beside him a little weird. <laughs> yeah, it, it it does. Um, so you thinking we go running back here? Just to uh, add to our depth there, or uh, I said it's gonna pull the trick on um, Williams. On Williams? Yeah. All right. I don't, I don't think he's gonna be there at uh, two or four. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with taking some more depth at corner. And like I said, with his size and everything, you're mm-hmm. – I mean, you can't coach size. And if he's able to, like I said, move his hips well and be very fluid, like that's usually a problem with the taller corners is they're not as yeah. fluid. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just athletic ability there. So we'll go ahead and grab Williams. Uh, watching right. some names go off here. It's right now we'd be looking for special team players, right? Watching long time from one sixty nine to two oh four there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Yeah, hit that Josh Williams with a big arm. <laughs> All right, finally back on the clock here. And a guy that I didn't think would fall to here, uh-huh. but Brian Robinson mm-hmm. from Alabama. Uh, I'm very tempted to grab him right here at 204. I know this is another guy that Power Hour and I have talked about yeah. a, a lot, and uh, he, he's high on him. And I want to get to a comment here um, from uh, Kylo Kwan. Sorry if I pronounced your name wrong, but saying punter. Uh, not going to go punter at 204. Uh, you know, if he's still there at 237, might consider it, but <laughs> yeah, at 204, there's still some good value, uh, right here. I know safeties, um, I, I'm pretty sold on going running back right here, yeah. And then at 219, if Marquise Bell is still there. Him or Brad Hawkins would be guys that I would look at adding for depth pieces. Um, so, yeah, if you're fine with it, we'll go with Robinson right here. Yep, let's go. See how the board falls more here. Keep the Alabama running best coming. Yeah, that's right. I mean, we've had good luck with one of them, so. You're right. <laughs> Ty Chandler to the Lions. Uh, and let's see. So at 219 here, I, I think we got to add some more depth at the safety position. Um, we know Crookshank's gone. Yep. So got to find a guy that can fill his role. We have Marquise Bell, 6'2, 212. Uh, can come in play. Playing the box, playing we the did slide. Sign, we did sign that guy from the Texans, I think. That, that's right. I forgot about him. And then Hawkins is 6'1, 207. Uh, plays more deep, it looks like. So I think we'll grab Bell right here at 219 just because he won't be there at 237. Just mm-hmm. adds more depth. To the defense, even if he's a special teamer. Yeah. So, and. Lost the sector we had last year, Brady Breeze. Right. All right. Well, the punter from uh, (laughs) San Diego State is gone. So, we're not going to get him with the last pick. I know Powell, I wrote an article about uh, taking the kicker. Yeah, he did. And I know that the guy that he wants would still be here. (laughs) <laughs> uh so let's let's look do we want to grab Cameron Dicker uh, yeah. Cameron <laughs> Dicker do we want to get Dicker the kicker and give Bullock a little kicking competition man we're having the same last pick here you know we we could do that uh I'm not sure what's going on with Ficken. That, you know, that's another guy that we could possibly keep an eye on. Yeah, he's saying grab, Dicker uh, kicks and points. Mm. <laughs> could, could, could grab another tight end. 
if we wanted to. I forgot uh, to tell you what we were thinking about. Tommy Hudson. Yep, that's right. The, I, I'm glad that you found that because that was going to drive me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Well, man, I could use a center. Could use an edge but at this point. Yeah, let, let's look at edge just because it, it doesn't hurt to possibly add more depth uh, there. Uh, there was a guy that, let's see, I'm going to look back through here. Yeah, Christopher Allen from Alabama. Uh, let's see, so there's Adam Anderson from Georgia. Uh I'm the edge from Notre Dame. I'm not gonna butcher his name. Uh six two two seventy had four sacks last year, twenty-eight hurries. Um like I said Adam Anderson six four two thirty-six. Hey, he played he played on that Georgia defense. No. Uh, he did. <laughs> So we 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 want to grab a Georgia pass rusher here. Yeah, Just, I mean, finish it off. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll grab him and hopefully Cameron. Dick, hopefully Cameron Dicker makes it to the undrafted. Yeah, I, let, let's let's kind of watch here and see. I, I think that he probably will, just because you, know, you just don't see people take kickers and punters. Um, I mean, it worked out for the Bengals, but yeah, <laughs> it, it looks like unless he got taken with that very last pick, it looks like he wouldn't make it. And now let's let's look over how PFF is going to grade our draft. And for anyone listening to the audio version, I'll do a good recap here for you. So we traded the twenty sixth overall pick. For, to the Lions for pick 32 and 66. PFF gave us a B for that. At pick 32, we went with Sky Moore. And I, I feel like that was a great pick. PFF does too, gave us an A. Pick 66, go with Dylan. Uh, how do you say his last name? Parham? Parham, yep. The guard from Memphis gave us a B for that. Uh, then we traded pick 90 to the Saints for 98 and 120. PFF graded that a B. Uh, Woods, uh, I, I figured that PFF would kind of be a little stingy on the grade with a couple of these just because we probably we took them a little bit higher than what they have them valued at. But if we could grab Woods, you know, if the Titans did these trades, traded 98 and picked up Woods, I would be fine with that pick. Mm-hmm. And But PFF gave us C-plus. JoJo Doman, linebacker from Nebraska at 120. PFF gave us a C-minus. At 131, Logan Bruss, the tackle from Wisconsin, a B-minus. Uh, traded pick 143 to the Eagles for 154, 237, and a seventh round for next year. B minus taking Valus Jones Jr. at 154, a C. I, I knew that they would be hard on the Joshua Williams pick yeah. just because of where they had him valued. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at 169, Joshua Williams, cornerback from Fayetteville State, 
PFF gave us an F, but you know what? I'll I'll take a chance. Six three, and they had him at able to move. Do what? And he was ranked number one seventeen. So it's yeah, crazy. Then what I think would probably maybe be a little bit of a steal. Brian Robinson Jr., the running back from Alabama at 204. PFF gave us an A. I mean, if he falls that far and is still available, you got to take him. Uh, 219, Marquise Bell, safety from Florida A&M. PFF gave us a C. And at 237, Adam Anderson, edge rusher from Georgia, got a B-plus. So, overall draft grade, B-plus. I feel like that's pretty good. Uh, I, I like our uh, picks there. Uh, what, what's your thoughts on the, our draft here, P. Shark? I'm very satisfied. Uh, ten picks. Uh, the high, the likelihood that all ten would be on the 53 man roster at the training camp is, you know, <laughs> I like very it, slim. Right, <laughs> but <laughs> I like it. Uh, it seems like we got really good value for a lot of those picks and. I mean, that's what the draft is for, for you to uh, try to build depth on your roster, uh, create more competition. And I feel like we've done that with the positions of need. So, I, I agree. And I want to get to Al Pierce's comment right quick. He said, uh, Dicker kicks and punts. So, you know, hey, another free agent. No, yeah, if he, if he goes, I'd be, I, I'm kind of torn. I, I wouldn't be mad if they drafted him with their last pick. But at the same time, if you take a chance, he falls to undrafted, you pick him up, like that even better. <laughs> so, and we will get back to the big screen here. And I just want to say again, P-Shark, thank you for coming on. Uh, you know, it's been fun going through this draft. Like I said, had to get one more in before the actual draft tomorrow. There, It's just fun to do these, fun to see possibilities where PFF thinks guys might fall to. Uh, seeing surprises like Walker jump up to number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, just a fun time. And everybody, make sure you go check P-Shark out. Go check the audio. Go check out the audio versions of his podcast. Uh, several different podcasts there. Uh, got the Let's Be Real podcast, Let's Be Real Sports on YouTube. Let's Tighten Up podcast on YouTube, audio version as well. And I'll let you go through uh, uh, all your stuff there. Shout it out. Everyone go follow him, subscribe, all that good stuff. Yeah, for sure. Uh, just remember, follow me on Twitter at the one underscore P Shark. Uh, also, LBR underscore media. That's where all the we have for six podcasts on there. Uh, I'm the host of two of the podcasts, which he's already said. And let's be real, sports podcast. And uh, let's tighten up. Uh, let's tighten up with P Shark. Uh, just changed it. So, outlined is me on the podcast. So, let's tighten up with P Shark. Both of them are on YouTube. Uh, starting five, follow me on follow us on Twitter at the starting five, the number five, MEM. That's the guys from Let's Be Real. Uh, it's Five of us, that's why I call it starting five. Memphis Grizzlies, as we talked playoffs earlier. Um, same time. So, if y'all haven't, the people who do follow me, you haven't seen many episodes, let's tighten up, ladies, because of starting five from the Memphis Grizzlies. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and hey, I can understand that because playoff time. I mean, you yeah. got to be locked into the Grizzlies right now. If 
I, I want to hop on this before you know we really close up the show. If the Grizzlies are able to get past the Timberwolves, what do you think? Do you think this is a championship team? I, I, I guess I'll phrase it that way. I'm going to be the bad guy and say no. <laughs> I, I, my prediction from the beginning of, uh, not even the beginning of the season, but pr- probably by midseason, we kind of knew that we would be two or three and Golden State would be in that range. Mm-hmm. My prediction is always that we would lose to Golden State in the second round. And my prediction is Golden State winning the championship. So. Oh, wow. All right. Yeah. So we're going to lose to the team. that was Kind of like the Titans where we lost the team. We lost at the end. But the Grizzlies are going to lose to the team that actually wins it. All right, well, that's <clears throat> that's interesting because I know which I, I kind of hate it for the Suns a little bit because they have been rolling this year, but Booker going down with that injury. Um, I've been, which I know you probably keep up with the Grizzlies a little bit closer than I do because when the season started up, everything I've I've still just been locked on tight and stuff mm-hmm. so much and. When I saw where the Grizzlies were at, I I went ahead and I was like, I, I think they can win it. Put money down on them to win it. So, I, you know, I, I, I got a little bit more invested in it. But I, I would like to see Memphis, you know, go go grab that – just go grab the league and take that championship. And I, I'm hoping that they can pull it off. I think the Timberwolves are honestly just a tough matchup. Yeah, they are. For them because – you know, they match up well. So it, it's going to be interesting to see. Hopefully they can uh, go ahead, take game six, and not have to push it to seven. But if it did get pushed to seven and they win that one in Memphis, I know Memphis is going to be rocking again. So yep. I might be there. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and everyone, if you don't already, go follow me on Twitter at Titans underscore time. Instagram, Titans Time Podcast, Facebook, Titans Time. Follow the podcast on the audio version on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcast. Like I said, follow, rate five stars, leave comments, questions. If you're watching on YouTube, back out of the live chat, make sure to hit that like button. Share the show out. And if you haven't already, hit that subscribe button. Trying to hit 800 to 1,000 before the end of this year. And I really appreciate all y'all's help. And that's going to be all that we have for this show. This has been Titans Time, and as always, tighten up.